Welcome to the CoLab, the only podcast for business owners who are committed to growth through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Get ready to put your heads together to boost your business to the next level with your hosts, the ultimate team players, Megan Marsh and Andre Munar. Welcome back, collaborators. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be interviewing a W-2 printer, which this is a term that I like to use for people who are building a business within a business, yeah. uh, which you're going to learn about. I'm going to be bringing someone on. Um, but the main point I want to stress is how anyone and everyone can start, overcome challenges, try again, and build a business that changes their lives. And really just how we can take control and say, this is not how my story is going to end, or I'm not going to let this define me, which I think a lot of you have heard in some of our episodes where we've interviewed other people who have their own business, you know, but this also, this episode is going to show you how there are different business models out there that you might not have ever thought about before in many different industries. I met Andrea Dolce Baldini a few weeks ago at a conference um, for women in the mortgage industry. And her business is running a, a branch of a bigger business. She has her own P&L, can make income from that business, just like a business owner uh, would. That's a solopreneur, an LLC. But in her industry, she has to be W-2'd, but she still has to bet on herself. She still has to generate that revenue. She still needs to build a team and hire people and any and all of the revenue that she's able to take home. So the story that I want listeners to hear throughout our interview is where her entrepreneurial journey started, ended, before it started again. So without any further information, let me welcome here both my co-host, Andre Munar, is here with me, and Andrea Baldini. Hello, hello, guys. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Um, I heard her story when she was actually there, you know, on the panel of uh, Mortgage Star, and it is inspiring to be among people like that. It is. And it, it it's like we all like to trade our war stories to be like, look, I made it through. Yes. And people who don't have businesses but might want to, I think it helps them hear. Like, there's all that fear before you do anything scary. And I, I like them to hear, listen, but even if something scary happens, like you can make it through. You can go around. You can you you can turn you can turn up again and do it again. <laughs> yes, Andrea. I'm excited to hear a little bit about your story. Megan has told me a lot of great things about you and how you've had to start your business and restart it again. Um and one of the things I was told is that you came to the United States when you were nineteen and you worked three jobs. Um, until you were able to open up your own beauty salon. But, you know, did you come to the U.S. just opening up your own business? What was your journey like to get to that point? What made you decide to become a business owner? Because that can be a scary part. You know, most people are very, um, they want a paycheck. A, they want to know they're getting a paycheck. So, you know, to become a business owner, that that's a scary thought. So can you walk us through, you know, what happened when you were 19 and then, to getting to open up your own business? What does that look like? Well, it was not an easy journey. Um, when I came to the U.S., I didn't speak any English. Um, uh, I didn't have my papers yet. It was something that I was looking forward to it, but I didn't have it. So I had to find a way to, you know, 
break it and make it. Um, and I started, my first job was at Burger King. And I was super young, but it was like a paycheck and every paycheck, it was just to pay the bills. And I knew that from from bottom of my heart, I knew I want to, you know, grow and have a business. And when I left Brazil, in my mind, I had it, okay, I'm going to go to the United States. I'm going to work for three years. I'm going to get rich. And then I'm going to come back, buy a house, buy a car for me and for my fiance because I came with him. And we're gonna build. When we're gonna uh, open a business, we're gonna have enough money to open a business for us. But the, all this in Brazil, so that was the plan. Mm-hmm. Here and I start working at Burger King, and I get like four point ninety four dollars an hour. You know, oh my that, gosh, that week it was like one hundred ninety eight dollars max. And I was like, okay, this is not going to happen. <laughs> no, not on that. <laughs> not, not, not working at Burger King. But then, you know, from Burger King, I went to deliver pizza. I didn't speak any English. And I never went to school. I've been in the United States for 25 years now, but I never went to school. So I learned on the street. So I still have the accent and everything. And sometimes I say things wrong still, <laughs> but I made it. Um but I had to do it. I had no choice or I had to go back home and going back home, meaning like going back home broke. Yeah. And that was not an option. So I said, I'm going to try something else. Then I went to the pizza and I started delivering. And then, uh, you know, I went to a spa to do a treatment. And I had this opportunity where she said, well, I'm looking for a partner. I just need money. This being like past like four years away. So I got all the money that me and my husband saved for five years. And I said, here's $50,000. I need to, you know, I'm going to become your partner. So then you went and had your nails done or whatever. Yeah, I was doing some some belly treatments. I had no belly at the time. Okay. You know, like just finding something (laughs) to do. But I was doing so. I went there to do a treatment for, uh, you know, for the body. And then she was like, oh, I'm looking for a partner, this and that. I want to, you know, grow the business. I want to open a bigger salon, uh, big, a bigger beauty spa. So we opened this beauty spa in Broadway, Somerville, right on Broadway, 3,000 square feet and all of that. It was beautiful. It were on every single newspaper, the first Brazilian spa because she was Brazilian. I was Brazilian. Yeah. And people, sometimes they look for places to relate it. So I love to go to the Brazilian bakery. I love to go to the Brazilian salon. So, you know, it was kind of like, oh, I'm getting there. And I was 20, uh, there was in 2000, I was 25 years old only. So like five years after I, I was in uh, United States. Um, making a long story short, okay, uh, that uh, we broke partnership because of reasons, many reasons. She was going to move to Florida. Um, and uh, one day after, she took all her stuff out of the salon, out of the spa, the, the spa caught on fire. Oh, my gosh. Your it, business it, caught on fire? It caught on fire, and it was arson. And the next day, she was at my door because she wants this insurance money. I was three months pregnant, okay? First baby. And I just, like, I was like, first of all, uh, I knew it, it, it's a long story. I, I don't think we have time for all of it, but uh, <laughs> it's just I knew that the insurance was canceled because she never paid the insurance when I was out working, getting more money to put it into the spa. 
making a long story short, there was they, they discovered there was arson. She went back to Brazil. Uh, I didn't collect any money from the insurance, and we lost everything. Oh Literally, goodness. your whole life savings that you gave to her. Yes. Down yes. The and how long after that, how long after you gave her the money became a partner did this happen? Uh, it was like a year and a half, a year, a year, less than a year. It was like a year because we gave her the money. We, I, uh, we, we got a new place. We did $30,000 in renovation. You know, it was a 3,000 uh, square foot. It was a place right on Broadway. It was a nice uh, location. Um, and then I went back to work cleaning house to make more money to put into the salon so we can keep going. We put it on the newspaper. It was like, it was, it was nice. It, it, we couldn't, you know, it was a great business, but I guess, um, I don't know what happened, what passed. I can't tell that she did. Yeah. You ran into someone who didn't have the best of intentions. It sounded yeah. like, like, I, I can't judge and be sure because she left. And so we never knew who did it, but it was proven there was arson. At that point I had, I was three months pregnant. I wasn't, I, I wasn't, I left a job that I had it, that I used to do housekeeping and it was like three days a week. So I only had my cleaning schedule, which I had already two people working for me at that time. So I, I was, it was me and someone else. When I went to the salon, I put someone else in my place so I can collect some money there. And I went to do the business. Uh, I had to go back and, uh, I had no money to pay a cell phone bill at that time. And I was pregnant. Uh, I had people calling me because I had to file bankruptcy because I I had loans uh, for the some of uh, the machines that we had there, some of the you know power peeling treatment and you know the body treatment. Uh, you know, so I had to I had no option or no, no other option than to do file for bankruptcy, and I had to do it, and I did it. But I had no money left. I didn't have money to pay a cell phone bill. My husband was the only one working and he could, you know, he could, you know, hold the house expenses, but not no much more. Uh, it was tough. It was really tough. But for everything, I think there is a purpose. And I went back working to this lady that I used to work before. She was Jewish. And that was February 10, 2000. On April 2000, the law, that was the last day for the law for a sponsorship to someone to sponsor you for you to get a green card. And she signed up my papers. So I got my green card. So if that business never caught on fire, I would never go back working for her. And I wouldn't wow. have, I wouldn't be a citizen today. So it serves, it serves some purpose. There's a purpose for everything. You know, at the beginning, you don't understand. But then at the end, when you look back and you say, oh, my God, thank God that she did that. If she did it, thank God that she did it. I went through hell. It was hard. I didn't have money for anything. I was driving a 2000 brand new Cherokee. And then I went broken again. And I had no money to buy a box of diapers for my son who was about to born. But it was worth it because, you know, at the end, I went back working for this lady. So that was uh, so that was in 2000, right? In 2003, I was invited by a friend of mine uh, who was do, build, uh, working with mortgage with National Landing at that time. And I had a day off. Every Tuesday, I had off. So I went start working with a mortgage uh, in the mortgage industry on two, you know, every Tuesday. 
And within six months that I was doing this because of, you know, uh, you know, talking to everyone, I'm a talker, so I'll go talk to everyone. <laughs> I, I I end up having like three or four people already working with me and I was a branch manager in six months. Wow. At that wow. time, it was really easy though. Remember, Megan, at that time, you didn't need a license. You, know, you just write on a piece of paper, created income, uh, 100% finance, 725.04. You fax that piece of uh, paper to the wrap mm-hmm. and get an approval and that's it. <laughs> so it was easier than today to get a mortgage. Um, but that's how I started. And I started a national lending as a loan originator <laughs> and put myself up to be the branch manager there with the team. But then everything turned down in 2006. Mm. Never left the business, though. I still, uh, since 2003, I was able to uh, go through the, tor- the, the downturn that we, you know, the recession that the that we had it and never left the business since then. Wow. And now, and and this is probably hard for some people to understand um, because you have your own business, right? But you're not like, you don't get 1099, you don't file a business tax return because of the industry. But can you maybe explain, like you run a branch, like how does that work? Like a W-2 printer, which is what I call it. Like, what does that even mean to someone listening? Yeah, I wasn't like that before. I've been a broker before where, you know, I run, uh, I had my 1090, it was a 1099. It's easier to do the PL and everything. But then back in 2000, and uh, I think it was 17, 16 or 17, I went into, you know, I, keep, I was with uh, ABSM before, which mm-hmm. is a lender. It's a smaller lender, but it's a lender. Yep. Uh, you have your user platform as to underwriter uh we have our own underwriter now because our business is enough but when you started at a small branch you use their underwriter but we have our team the processing team you know we have our opener we have we have our our people sales and operation but for closer for underwriter for everything you use their team um they take care of compliance you know marketing um you know, uh, funding, post closing, all of that. And all we do is really sell. We sell and that's what we do. Uh, we have a PL where, you know, every loan, let's say we close 10 million, you know, so whatever is our margin and you can set your margin as you want. I have different margins for different type of loans. Uh, but you can set your margin to 300, 350, whatever you want, 2.75 if you want to compete with the broker or whatever it is. Is that what you want? And some people who listen to our show, they're not necessarily in the mortgage industry. So to make sure that they understand. So you, you're, what you're saying is you set the price, right? That you're bringing yeah. in. So you have revenue that comes in and and you get a PL where, okay, here's my revenue. And then you were talking about underwriters and processors. I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, those are expenses, just like we have expenses of people in our office. And all those expenses come off, and whatever's at the bottom yes. is yours. You got it. There is my, yeah, you, you know. So it's it, it, whatever it comes in, the gross comes in, and then we pay, you know, the opener, we pay the, the processing, we pay whatever, the rent telephone, internet, whatever is our expenses and whatever is left. And then right now, then we have to have a, 
a base salary as well. And then we do bonus based on production. So at the end of every quarter, we can, uh, you know, see how much is there. And then we set up bonus or, you know, commission based, you know, we can increase or decrease, but it, it, that's what it is. And then we get a W2 at the end of the year. So you're, you, whatever you're as at that bottom, it comes out somehow and pay by bonus volume or this quarterly thing. I mean, salary, salary right. Salary. Why would whoever owns this big business, right? Why would they want? Like, why would they want to do that? Why aren't they taking the revenue? Uh, they are taking the ev- the revenue before because Got it. You know, they are lenders, so they have their margin built in already. Got so it. yeah, so whatever whatever they do it, they do it before. Mm. And I don't think a lot of people know that these types of opportunities are out there, right? You probably didn't yeah. before. No, no, no. And it, every time you go in and you change, somehow you learn something new. So it is amazing how there's you're learning every day in this industry. Doesn't matter if you are a broker or if you're a lender, because I've been both sides. Uh, you're learning every day with everything. You know, the back of it, you know, right. how it works on the backstage and the under and, and the guidelines and everything, everything. Andrea, one of the things that I'm hearing from you is, you know, you first started your own beauty salon and mm-hmm. then you went into the mortgage industry and now you're running a P&L. So if you don't close any loans, you're not making any money, right? So yes. you're, yes. You're, re- you're really betting on yourself. Um, you know, what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to either pursue a career because, you know, you're a W2preneur or opening up a business you know, where you have to bet on yourself. Like if you work hard, you're going to be rewarded. Um, so what advice would you give to somebody who is looking to, you know, either open up a business under a business that already exists, or maybe they're looking to join a partner, or maybe they're just looking to open up their own business because you have now done this twice, right? You bet on yourself with the salon and then, you, the cleaning and then I have a commercial cleaning business before the salon. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So three times you've done it, right? Yes. So you're, you know, you're very, you know, what, what advice would you give to somebody? Like what, what are some of the things that you, that you thought through when saying, you know what, if I don't make any money, I'm not going to make any money. And if I work hard, I'm, I'm going to be rewarded. I, I just think that whatever you put into your mind and you work hard for, you will achieve um, I don't think an easy, uh, easy path, you know, I, I don't believe in, you know, anything is easy in life. Um, I think that you really have to work hard for what you want and you have to put it on your mind. The mind, it's a powerful tool. And if you have, I mean, of course, I also believe in God. So everything for me, it's also, you know, through his blessings. Um, but you know, you have to do your part. I tell my son, my son is a soccer player and we just went to Brazil because he was called to play in a base there, a big base team, first division. And uh, 
when he was called back in December, I told him, listen, you have to go above and beyond. You cannot be average, okay? If you want to reach something and if you want to be successful, you have to do more than everyone else is doing. If they are training for an hour, you have to do two hours. If they are out on the movies, you have to be playing ball. You want to be a soccer professional player, so you have to eat ball, drink ball, sleep with the ball, get up with the ball. See, I see people sometimes thinking that, oh, I, I hear this, oh, Andrea is lucky. It's not about lucky. It's not about being lucky. It's about work hard. You know, like I'm sure that Megan has weeks that she had worked 70 hours a week. I had, you know, days that I went through three o'clock in the morning because I had to get something done. So you have to do what you have to do. And, you know, I, I think it's just like persistence. Uh, it's everything, you know, uh, working hard and you know one day you're going to be able to be here and I, you know i'm right here in vermont i've been out of the house for 45 days since we left uh memphis megan mm-hmm. i've just been out out and about i work from brazil i work from here i work a little bit today today i went to breakfast yes so you you will enjoy life and you get it what you know you get it back eventually but to get there you have to work hard and to good old hard work <laughs> we just and- Andrea, I really love what you said, and and I hope that our listeners got that. One, you said anything you put your mind to, you know, we really try to teach our team that your mind knows no different. Your, Your mind only does what you tell it to do. And so I hope that our listeners understand that if you just keep focusing on something and telling your mind something, eventually you're, you're just going to start doing it because you're, you're telling your mind to do it. And then the other thing that you said is nothing beats hard work. And a lot of people don't see that. Um, you know, just like with the last episode that we did with Talita, you know, she was like, I just worked really hard. Like I worked really hard. Um, and so I love the fact that, you know, we're seeing a common theme in some of these, because like you said, people just only see us where we are right now. And they think, oh, they're lucky they got there, but they don't see, you know, the 10 years that you've put in or, you know, the lessons that you've learned from your beauty salon, you know, catching on fire or the cleaning business that didn't work out, um, or the 10 years that you've put into, you know, learning guidelines and where you're at today. Um, so thank you for sharing that. You're very welcome. <laughs> and you're a big proponent of, you know, like in the mortgage world, you know, there's all these different ways, just like in every business, there's different ways that you can build a book of business. And you're a big proponent of the model that you're in, just like we're a big proponent of the model that we're in. And, and we've tried both ways, right? Like, why are you a big proponent of building a business within someone's business why because what i do what i do best is sell what i do best is the relationship um you know i like to i'm out out and about i like to go out you know and 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 have the relationships with the realtors and everything so i do not want to worry about compliance i do not want to worry about you know um a bunch of things that if you are in a business you just don't have to worry about that. I have my PL nice and clean and ready for you. <laughs> nice and clean. It's all about how much we produce. We produce this much. You're going to get. I did the numbers before, and for me, it makes sense this way. Um, and that's why I choose this way. Um, I can build my own team, my own, you know, name into it. Um, that's the reason. Um, and I think it's a. I, I don't think there's anything wrong. I think it is a great option and it's something 
Andre and I have talked about because for us, our business, like we actually, and we've said this to our team, like we made less money when it was just him and I, like kind of like as solopreneurs, right? With our own book of business. It's not until our business got a lot bigger with more people that we, that it becomes more profitable. And so for some people, depending on what you want to do, building your own book of business within someone's business is a great, great option. And you can make good money and not have to do the stuff that maybe you're not good at. Yes. Yeah. And and I think that a lot of people think they have to build like a business that like, you know, they start from the ground up, but there's different ways to do it. And I, that was, you know, what I wanted to drive home. I would love to hear for anybody listening, the other industries that do this. I know, I think like financial advisors can do that. You know, obviously loan officers in the mm-hmm. industry can, can do that from our conversation. I mean, I think there are a lot of other industries and it's, it really comes down to like continuously learning and being curious, I would think, right? With, with what is out there. Yep. I agree. And then did you have any mentors along the way? That's something I always like to know because I feel like mentors are like something that influenced you to like make you make the decisions you have because I mean, we've talked about it. Like you are so successful having your own business that like you have. And, and so that's why I think it is a great option for other people. Yes, I do. I, I do learn. I did learn with everyone along the way. Okay. When I was uh, working as a broker with my ex-partner, I learned a lot with him because he's, he was older than me. He was about 50 something. So uh, I, and I, and I, and I'm a little sponge. If I'm with you, I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to learn with you for sure, because I'm always open to learn. I'm not the best. Uh, uh, I think I, I want to be better today than I was yesterday. And I want to be better tomorrow than I am today. That's my mentality. I'm always learning. I'm always, you know, looking for information. I love to hear Tony Robbins. I love to read Rich Daddy. I have my daughter. <laughs> Rich Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. Um, I bought for my kids. And I, you know, I did, I even did it a video with my daughter and I did uh, three or four videos with her already. And I'm doing this on social media uh, where I have her, she's nine, reading this book because they don't teach these kids in school how to mm-hmm. be successful how to deal with your money, how to deal with your credit, how to do this, how to do that. So, uh, uh, you know, she's doing that too uh, with me because I want her to learn from the beginning that, you know, it doesn't matter where she is. It doesn't matter where we are, which stage we are. You can be very successful. You can just getting started. You always going to learn with someone. So look up and try to learn. I do Tony Robbins. I, I like it. Uh, Carl White, I do listen to him a lot. Mm, yes. Uh, ben Anderson, I do like to, um, from MBS Highway. I always listen to them as well. Um, I do try to listen to these people. Like if I'm on the shower, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm listening to, you know, a coaching. Somebody. I do the same thing, actually. <laughs> if I'm the shower, I like put it up in the corner. Yes. And you hear something that you didn't know and then you go check yes. it out. Yes, that's that's completely right. Like even if I'm, I'm at the gym, I don't listen to music. I'm always listening to someone talking a coaching or something and i did uh coaching a lot uh uh before with paula breo it's a brazilian guy 
Um, so I, I always, I'm always trying to learn and listen to these people that, um, you know, I love, uh, P and L, um, and, uh, and all of them. So, so it's almost like you're the, inf- and there's so much information out there. Oh yeah. It's uh, how we say in English, it's, uh, uh, neural, uh, NPL. It's like uh, when you work, I forgot the name in English uh, because I did it in Portuguese. But when you learn how to work with your mind, you know. Mm-hmm. Like no, you, I like it. I like you it. That's one on your mind. And then you work how to deal with why you do certain things the way you do it. And how can you change that? Because you learn when you were a kid. So I always, you know, like to learn that too. No, it, I and, and there is so much information out there. You know, if you're whoever's listening to this podcast here, like you have to keep exploring and listening to these topics. Like I, you know, keep taking notes. You learn something new, go look it up, see how you can incorporate it into your business. Like business in general, if it's the type of business that Andrea has or that Andre and I have, you're going to screw up. (laughs) You're going to fail, which is why I love this ground up series. To show like it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Like that's why you just need to run full steam ahead. Let it happen. Like I think somebody said to me once when I went through my first lawsuit and I thought it was the end of the world. Like I literally was just, you know, this and this was the first of three. So thank goodness somebody said it to me then. They said something like, Listen, I, I wouldn't be stre- like I wouldn't be stressed that you're that somebody filed a suit against because I did nothing wrong. So I saw it as like this horrible thing. They're like, they're intimidated by you. Like you should be honored. Like if they didn't care or they didn't think you had anything valuable, they wouldn't do that. Like if you're in the ring, you're worth the fight. Like you should take it. Like, I know you don't want to be in there, but take it, take the punches, hit back and then go, go at it. Go grow. You know? What would you say to what would you say to your younger self, your nineteen year old self uh, who came over and was getting started when you you know with the business you chose? Would you would you give your younger self different advice? I would just uh, say you know to never give up. I think that was my thing. I fall many times and I have to back up on you know stand back up again and keep going and keep moving, keep believing on yourself. Uh, keep fighting. It's just like you said, you know, if you're getting punches, you're going to get stronger. So keep going. No, well, thank you for for sharing your story with us today. I was, I just loved your story when we met and I wanted other people to hear your story. And, um, you know, if people want to check out your Facebook page or reach out or they're in, I think you're licensed all over the place. If they need any financial help, where can they find you? Um, like it, it's everywhere. Like we are on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, video, Google. If you Google, you're going to find, um, we have, uh, the offices in Massachusetts and Florida. Um, you know, it's easy to find me and I'll be, yeah, we'll, we'll, my we'll put your links in the show notes too. So that if anybody just kind of wants to check out your business and what you do or, you know, and they're interested in getting into a W2 printer type of role, they, you know, they can check it out. Yes. But thanks again for joining and we will see you next week collaborators on the podcast. And as always, if you have any questions or anything that you would like to share, uh, you can email us at hello at the You can find us on any of the social media channels. Uh, and 
as always too, we would love for you to leave a review. Let us know how you are enjoying the show, what you would like to see, any types of interviews that you would like us to bring on. Um, but other ways we appreciate and, and love all of you guys listening and we will be here next week. Thank you so much for joining us today, collaborators. If you found value or got some piece of information out of this, make sure to find us at thecollablife.com. You can also join our Facebook group and our Facebook page at The Collab. On YouTube, you can find us at The Collab. On Instagram, you can find us at The Collab Life. We also release our brand new episodes every single Tuesday morning. And if you have any questions or there's anything that we can do for you, any value that you would like to add to our business, we'd love to hear from you. And you can email us at hello at thecollablife.com.